Welcome back to Salty Talk. Here in our second hour, instead of just talking about salt, we'll actually be looking at samples of salt. Our first of eleven salts is a fine ground white salt, what's commonly known as table salt. So this is the classic. That's right. Good old table salt. This is the most versatile of all the salts. It's good for cooking, seasoning, or as a preservative. This is a great contrast to this pink rock Shut up with this already. It has been going on for over an hour. I'm sorry, Mr. Saltzman. We're getting some kind of interference. David, you must be hearing this. Radio is a primitive technology, but it's a powerful tool. Have a little respect for the medium. The airwaves belong to the community. Well, I don't have to talk about salt. I'm sorry. I mean no disrespect to you, Mr. Saltzman, but I think even you would agree that you're more suited to mining salt than to public speaking. I'm terrible. Alistair, don't you have anything better to do than to harass us? Actually, I don't. I've had a long drive back to New Darwin City in a painfully slow excavator truck. We've had to destroy my robot companions, so I have nothing to do but listen to your dismal radio broadcast. You've stolen jetpacks and kidnapped Cliff Danger. You've basically declared war on the Accord, and you won't even let us broadcast in peace? The Accord should get used to my voice. In fact, your dreary broadcast has gotten under my skin so deeply that my first act as chief would be to improve the quality of the radio programming. The strength of the Accord comes from supporting each other. Everyone deserves a voice. Babbling on the radio is not a right. It's a privilege earned by those with the talent to do it well. Children play at being jetpack cops, but you wouldn't give one a jetpack. In New Darwin City, we reward ability. In the Accord, you reward failure. Well, I don't know about New Darwin City, but it sounds like a vicious place to live. You learn. And if you keep up with your salt talk, I'm tuning out. Maybe I'll listen again in an hour or two and see if things have improved. Sorry for that, Mr. Saltzman. Please continue. No, he's right. It's just salt. It's all just salt. I'm sorry. No, Mr. Saltzman, please. He left. And there's still time in this block. Let's go to commercial. Why, hello there. Welcome to this very swanky party, exclusive to the highest members of society. And while I'm the only servant here, I can hold my own with class because I enjoy sticky cricket drinking sauce. It's the only beverage thick enough to be a sauce, but it is only for drinking. Sticky Cricket only uses the stickiest, most luxurious parts of the cricket, creamed by hand and brewed with a fine assortment of spices. It's so rich, you can taste the wealth. And for a limited time, try new Sticky Cricket Extra Viscous Agave Drinking Sauce. The Sticky Cricket you love with a special hint of the elite flavor of agave. Chew your way through this exceptional drinking experience. Sticky Cricket, it puts a fine silk coat on your throat.
Yickaboo, y'all. This is Billy Daniels with the Elder Council's Cultural Support Initiative. There's been a lot of talk and confusion about whose jetpack belongs to who and where they are today. So I'd like to talk to you about the one missing jetpack. This is the tale of Leslie Jones. It was in the time of Sin Yu when he gathered the first 12 jetpack cops. He had a headstrong lieutenant named Leslie Jones. She was a good cop, smart and dangerous fighter, but she was too accustomed to the old ways. She couldn't adapt to Sin Yu's way of justice and public service. Sin Yu and Leslie Jones worked together for years, making the accord safe for civilization to flourish once again. But then came one day that changed everything. Jetpack cops caught a gang of marauding bandits who surrendered, begging for mercy. Instead of killing them on the spot, Sin Yu took them to Oldenburg for trial. This shook Leslie Jones to the core. She could not abide treating bandits so well. The Elder Council passed sentence on the bandits, ordering them three years of hard labor. Leslie Jones was furious. She couldn't adjust to the change in times. She pleaded with Sinew, begging for permission to kill the bandits. But Sinew believed that people could change. He wanted to prove that bad people can be led to do good things. Leslie Jones would have none of it. Their disagreement became arguing, and then yelling. And then it came to blows. Leslie Jones was expelled from the cops and went out into the wastes alone. And it's said that out there she vowed to answer any injustice with a swift gut hook and a slow death. Despite the jetpack cops' best efforts, each of those bandits turned up dead. Their guts spilled out on the ground all over their labor camp. And that was only the beginning. For years and years, criminals have turned up dead and disemboweled. They say she's out there still, 200 years old, but still roaming the wastes and watching. And if you get out of line, you might just discover your own guts on the floor and hear the sound of a jetpack flying away, off in search of more bloody justice. And that's the story of Leslie Jones. Y'all stay on the right side of the law or you best watch your guts. Until next time, yickaboo. Clifford, you're awake. There's no use in struggling. I took a chance with my robots. I can't afford another miscalculation. So I've injected a paralyzing agent directly into your spine. I've watched you die. No, you only saw what you wanted to see. If you're alive, is Rose alive? No. What happened, Alistair? I suppose I owe you an explanation. And we need to pass the time. We have a long journey ahead of us. This device is made in New Darwin City. It's called a memorializer. It extracts the wearer's memories and displays them visually on this video screen. I want you to see from my perspective. I am putting the machine on now. There. That's snug on my head. Let me pull down the view screen. It was 18 years ago. I can still remember it clearly. And now you can see my memory. I can see us on the screen. I remember that case. It was the Black Wind Gang. Ah, oh, we got you now, cop. You're surrounded by the Black Wind Gang. It's lights out for you, see? Oh, no. You have me dead to rights. You're such... Brilliant, 
big-time criminals, you've overcome my meager policing skills. You're talking too much, copper. Yes, clearly. I'm stalling. Freeze! We're in big trouble now. Cops, behind us. And they're led by Cliff Danger. You're going to jail, scumbags. Fiddle down, Tkembe, Vernie. Take these gangsters away. With pleasure. Good job. I think this is our biggest bust yet. You'll get medals for this. Rose. I haven't seen her face for 18 years. I picture her every day. I even impressed myself this time. The team's really hitting its stride. With you and Ellie taking point for us. I hate it when you call me Allie. That's why I do it. <laughs> Clifford, I need to ask a favor of you. <sighs> this must be about that secret case of yours. You want me to come in tomorrow on my day off, don't you? Cliff, it's our anniversary tomorrow. We're supposed to spend the day at Sunset Ranch. I wouldn't ask if it wasn't important. I'll make it up to you, Rose. I promise. That's another one you owe me, Clifford. And now you owe me one, Allie. Indeed I do. This bust calls for a celebration. The first round's on me. <laughs> the next day prior to our meeting, I made contact with a saboteur who is an agent of New Darwin City. Is it done? Yes, Officer Crook. The bomb is set in the caboose, and the locomotive's braking systems have been disabled. And there's no way this can be tied to me? None at all. Excellent. I'll see you when it's done. May the strong survive. May the strong survive. It was you. You killed Rose. She should have never been there. That explosion was meant for you. Why? Patience. Do you remember that morning? I do. I was waiting for you. Morning, Alistair. Hello, Clifford. So what's the plan? We're waiting here for my contact. What does your contact look like? Well, they're tall. Okay. Attention, we have received a bomb threat. There's a bomb on the only train and it's set to explode when it gets to Oldenburg. All units respond. No, Chief. There's no sense in risking all of the cops. Me and Alistair are already nearby. All right, Cliff. I'll put the other cops on evacuating Oldenburg. Alistair, you go to the Oldenburg switchyard and make sure that train never gets into town. I'll try to shut down the locomotive. An excellent plan. Good luck. How did you know I would volunteer to be on that train? Oh, Clifford. Your hero complex makes you terribly predictable. Ah, I switch the tracks here. <laughs> and do this. And the plan... <laughs> comes to fruition. I'm here in the locomotive. Someone has clearly sabotaged the controls. I can't shut down the engine or engage the brakes. Try rerouting the brake line through the transmission coil. That should give you some traction. I was thinking the exact same thing. It'll take some time, though. How's the evacuation going? Steady. Good. Why would someone put a bomb on this train? There aren't even any passengers on it today. It is odd. Have you switched the tracks yet? I'm having a bit of trouble. Clifford. You really have to stop that train. Roger. What do you mean you're having trouble switching the line? You just switched it. Rose, what are you doing here? I'm a jetpack cop. I've come to help. The chief ordered all of you to help the evacuation. Alistair, what's wrong? You're being strange. I'm through lying to you. There's no way Clifford will survive this. 
I've seen to it. What do you mean, you've seen to it? Run away with me. With Cliff dead, there's nothing left for you in the Accord. I found a new place for us. A new world. A place where greatness is rewarded. <gasps> You're insane! I understand this is a stressful time for you. You've said it yourself. You're working for something better. New Darwin City is that something better. Where are you going? I'm going to save the man I love. Rose, no! Stop! So that's why you both flew into the caboose. And then it exploded. How did you survive? I jumped out moments before the blast. And rose? Vaporized instantly. I obsessed for years about what I did wrong. I blamed myself for the deaths of the two people closest to me. I will kill you for this. Maybe. I certainly deserve it. But I doubt you'll get the chance to try. Wow, those were some serious revelations. But they seem to have gone silent for the time being. While we wait for Cliff to broadcast more, we'll return to our scheduled program. Yo, Wiener. You make it look easy. A music sting. A crack of thunder. The dream is alive. The Ambassador series dark caught from dark heart. All your favorite features from the said class perfected. A luxurious leather and velvet interior. All wheel tires, wisp soft suspension, a three-point hard rung harness, and a wind-spearing teardrop design. You supply the dogs and we'll make your dreams come alive. Come to our bone pet showroom and experience the awesome technical marvel that is the new Ambassador Series Dog Heart. Dog Heart, the heart of the dog come to life. Hi, I'm W.W. Bushman, Mayor of Bandelier and host of Suitor Showdown. The show where three desperate suitors compete to win an all-expense-paid date with an eligible singleton. Let's jump right in and meet this week's singleton. She's a professional hunter. She collects cannibal teeth, and she won this year's Survivor Pageant. Everyone say hello to Belinda Zuggins. Hi, WW. Hello, Belinda. You are such an accomplished young person. How can you still be single? With my job as a hunter, I spend most of my time out in the wilds. I don't often get to meet new people. And when I do, people think of me as a pageant winner and not just a person. Well, let's help you out. Our first suitor owns his own business. He's an amateur cartographer and his friends say he's honest to a fault. Meet Harry Fitzgibbon! Hi, Mr. Bushman. I'm Harry from Harry's Hammers. I, I make hammers. They're, they're not good hammers, but they do hammer. Hi, Harry. What brings you here today? Just trying to get a date. Great! Our second suitor goes by the name Jilly Joe Chong. 
She's a Dusttown native. She thinks that personal hygiene is a myth and has an iguana named Trixie. Everyone say hello to Jilly Joe. I'm as raved up as a roach in a red hot pan. Good. Our third and final suitor lives in Oldenburg, works with the Jetpack Cops, and is a mechanical facsimile of a person. Let's give a warm welcome to XT3000! I resent this characterization. I have come to love. That's super. Belinda, are you ready to ask your first question? I sure am. Go ahead. Suitors. What would you say is your best physical feature? Suitor one? People say my calloused hands show what a diligent worker I am. How about you, Suitor two? I can fit four sting sprouts in my mouth at the same time. I got a big mouth. Great, and Suitor number three, what's your best feature? My cargo claw grips with a force of 7,000 newtons. Okay. My next question is, where would you take me on a romantic date? I always find it romantic to stroll down the Leslie Promenade and take in all the beautiful colors. Just like my Mima told me, there ain't nothing more romantical than strutting down to the spittle field and training for the next spittin' jubilee. Romance is a metaphysical concept and therefore has no location. A candlelit dinner is as romantic as a garbage dump owing to the subroutines of love. Third question. Why are you single? Well, I'm very boring and I have an asymmetrical face. I had me a partner for some time, but they done got turned inside out playing stash ball. I'm so sorry. Robots do not need love. Therefore, when a robot chooses to love, it is more real than human love. I have been studying human psychology for almost 200 years, and I am now ready for system upgrade romance. I hope you will upgrade with me, Belinda Zuggins. All right, the questions are done. Now it's time for the suitors to do battle. Hey, I'm made of skin. I can't fight no robot. Yeah, I quit. I withdraw. I don't want to get crushed. XT, I guess you win by default. Negative. I only accept the date if it is Belinda's choice. What do you say, Belinda? I think XT has been thoughtful and candid, so yes, I accept a date with her. Excellent. You kids have won an all-expenses-paid evening at Auntie Bulma's full-service funerist and clock-round eatery. Enjoy the intimate atmosphere of their underground dining hall. It's as quiet as the grave. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. That's it for our showdown today. Tune in next time for another Sooner Showdown. Goodbye, everybody. Alistair. Yes, Clifford? You've been honest with me, so I'll be honest with you. That drug you gave me, it wore off ten minutes ago. I appreciate the warning. I suppose we fight now. What? Are you going to arrest me? 
No. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Pulling a knife already? <laughs> it is not gonna help. I am going to take that knife and I am going to stick it into your heart. You've broken my wrist and taken my knife. I guess it's time I stopped holding back. New Darwin City technology is far beyond your primitive mind. Take, for example, my atomic pain mediator. It's usually used during surgery to lower the intensity of the patient's pain. But the device can also be turned up like it is now, causing you unimaginable suffering. Enough pain to kill you, eventually. I've been in pain for 18 years! This is for Rose! It's time for me to go! Let go of me! Not until you're dead. In good time, Clifford! All in good time! <laughs> Get back here, you coward! You murderous coward! Chief. Chief, do you read? I hear you, Cliff. We've been receiving your broadcast the whole time. Alistair got away. I have the excavator, his memorializer, Rook's pack, and Clem's pack. Any sign of Bugra? She's on her own path now, but she's a good kid and a good cop. She'll come around. For all of our sakes, I hope you're right. People of the Accord, I know things are in doubt at this time. We'll just have to wait to discover what New Darwin City is and what their intentions are. I promise the Accord will survive. Nothing can stop us if we stand together. And I don't care what the Elder Council says. I'm reinstating Cliff Danger. That is, if you'll take the job, Cliff. I never left the job. Chief, I'm coming home. <laughs>